Want to tell you guys real quick about our new protein bars and bites. We've got an excellent way that you can snack and increase protein levels, an incredibly high amount of fiber as well, low in sugar. It's a perfect add-in for any type of diet. And in addition to great sources of protein and fiber and very low sugar, we've added in over 60 plants. That means if you're not a vegetable eater and you're not getting all these plants into your diet, it's an excellent way to cover the bases from a micronutrient standpoint and an enzymatic standpoint and make sure that your body is getting everything that it needs. Get 10% off the Protein Bars and Bites or any other product at onit.com slash podcast. And I'd also like to bring up a wonderful product that I take from Onit called Shroom Tech Sport. It has adaptogens and cordyceps synesis, which is a mushroom that is an amazing product that helps the body with ATP production as well as oxygen utilization. That means you're going to be able to work out harder and longer. It also is caffeine-free. So even though I like to work out with a little bit of caffeine in my system, I can do that with a different product, like some good optimized coffee, and then throw the, the wonderful Shroom Tech Sport in on top of that. The fact that there's no caffeine in it also helps me if I'm going to have a late workout and I don't want to be up all night after the workout. You know, For people who are just pressed for time and really need to get a good hard workout in, a lot of the best jiu-jitsu classes I attend are late at night. And uh, you want to have the best workout you possibly can, but you don't want to be up until midnight or 2 a.m. because of the fact that your pre-workout contains caffeine and other stimulants. Shroom Tech Sport is the one that's right for you. And be sure to punch in onit.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Onit Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Kingsbury. And today we are joined by two legends of the sport of mixed martial arts, as well as two legendary coaches, Boss Rutten, El Wapo. And my man, Dwayne Bang Ludwig, uh, two phenomenal guys. You know, Boss Rutten has probably one of the most storied careers in mixed martial arts. Anybody that got into the sport early on got to see uh, some pretty crazy shit. You know, King of Pancrase, a lot of open hand strikes, different things like that. Um, one of my all-time favorite fights in any weight class was watching Boss Rutten and Frank Shamrock both try to rip each other's legs off and, and slapping the shit out of each other over and over again, smiling at each other and just eating shots. But um, absolutely phenomenal guys who have a wealth of knowledge. If you're not into mixed martial arts, these guys just, they got life dialed in. And I think there's a lot of take-homes from this podcast, even outside of you know martial arts, which is generally the focus when I have a mixed martial artist on or, or anybody from that background. So I think there's a lot in this podcast you're going to enjoy. Please leave us a five-star review. If you do enjoy the podcast, and tell your friends, your mom, your dad, everyone you know to tune in to the On It Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, On It Podcast. Dwayne Bang Ludwig. Yes, sir. Boss El Wapo Rutin, my Ooh. man. You guys are in town. We had you guys do a seminar yesterday, which I am deeply bummed that I couldn't make yeah, it to. Yeah, where were you at, sucker? My son has a oh, okay. really bad fever for about oh, four days. Sorry. We Who have cares, one car. man? That's right. <laughs> so I didn't want to didn't want to have the opportunity for my wife to be stuck in an ER solo. You know? Oh, Thank really? Yeah. Thankfully, he didn't need to go, but I had to be on call for that. Yeah, that's scary. Sure. You had to yeah. put him in like a cold water. Did they ask you? No, his fever came back down um, naturally. Thankfully, we didn't have to give him acetaminophen or anything. But all that stuff's on deck just in case. And yep, that's kind of the deal. You know, you just gotta you gotta be prepped for anything. You don't it's want scary. That. Yeah. Yep. It's really scary. Being a parent will definitely keep you on on your toes. That's for sure. Hell yeah! And and the fight and fighting and being a parent like there's a lot <laughs> They're to, both, uh, to both think keep of. you on your toes. Yes, sir. And the wives. Yes, sir. And the wives. <laughs> <laughs> and wives keep you on your toes better than anybody. 
So what's up, man? You guys, you guys, uh, you're in town. You teach a seminar, and uh, you get a chance to see these awesome fights last night. Drop some knowledge on them. Oh, you know, I, um, I, we, we kind of said it before. We thought Stipe was going to win yes, uh, because I, don't, uh, I didn't think that Ngannou was really tested yet. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest test he had was Overeem, but Overeem, you could tell that he was intimidated because he started wailing like a maniac, something he never did before because I thought that if Overeem would fight like Overeem, he would yeah. beat him. Yeah. But I think there was an intimidation factor there, and, uh, and Stipe doesn't have that. And now we saw him getting tired after the first round, Ngannou... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then for everybody, you know, every person, you have had the experience. I probably, we all had that experience, like you really run out of gas, yeah. you know, and then you have to go into the I don't second think round. I don't think you got tired very often, boss. I, I can't remember. Maybe I kind of one hand seen no, you but, tired. But, but the, that one time yeah. made me who I am because I never wanted to, what they say, fatigue makes coward out of man, it's 100%. You become a little sissy once you and and when they turn it up at that moment, if they see you're getting tired, they turn it up. It all it's all from downhill from there. So, thankfully, I overcame it one time, mm-hmm. um, and I knocked him out with a knee to the liver, which was not even a heart knee, but I was just looking at his breathing mm-hmm. pattern. And at the moment he was breathing in, I dropped the knee in, and it worked. But man, I didn't never want to be in that situation again. That was horrible. But to be extremely tired and then to still have that type of mental composure to find the timing to hit that actual knee during the breathing pattern with this fighter I that's that's an exceptional level of martial art mastery very high level yes master. sir right yeah being dead tired one of the most well tired you, you have still to. figuring yeah but see you did most people cowered away from that all be tired as well. yeah no panic yeah, oh, yeah. Fatigue, no, fatigue yes. makes cowards of us all yeah fatigue, yeah. fatigue yeah. makes uh, <laughs> well, ninjas of boss. yeah boss rude yeah, no, so I different did, response i huh? did a time walking too one time that was no fun i have to be honest I lost that one, so it uh, it does happen. Second place yeah. isn't bad if you learn from the lesson. Yeah, I thought Stipe would win the fight just because, I mean, if you look, they they ran some, I like the stats. Stats don't always mean shit. No. But when they're, they're talking about, cool. for Ngano to be the favorite, I was like, that makes oh, was he the favorite? zero sense oh, I didn't know that. at all. And I know, I know that that's driven by people who, who uh-huh. they're putting money on, but come on, seriously? And he, he's got one of the highest knockout percentages in the UFC so in heavyweight. Why, yeah. It's 64%. Mm-hmm. Well, fucking Miocic is in the 70s. Oh, wow. He's on a whole They're different just trying level. To build people up. Yeah, right? you look at They're the guys that he's gone against. I mean, he's just been tested over and over again. Mm-hmm. He never shows fear. He's got laser like precision. I loved it. I yeah. had to watch this with uh, Uzdemir, the same thing. You know, yeah, he's an animal. And if he hits you, but I mean, uh, DC's been through so much stuff. Yeah. This guy, I mean. Against John Jones, I mean the fights that he had, every single person. It's going to be very hard. I don't think Uzumiya can beat him. That's what I said, you know. Mm-hmm. And you could tell yeah. he can't. You know, he needs to tune up. Yeah, yeah. I remember DC saying something. Uh, Uzumiya had made a post on Instagram, and DC fired back with, "Look, you're not John Jones, and I'm not Jimmy Manawa." Nice. Yeah. It's like, Good yeah, man. and Jimmy Manawa was a guy who beat the fuck out of me. Yeah. But still, like that's the level we're talking about, right? DC is. He's easily one of the greatest of all time, and it just sucks that he's been in John Jones' shadow yep. for so long. But I mean, I think you put an you can clearly now put an asterisk next to John Jones with multiple pops. Yeah. For, for, it doesn't matter if the polygraph or not. I mean, he's tested positive. What twice. was the last situation though? He, uh, do you know that? The last situation was a uh, Tarina ball. What is that? It's a steroid. Okay. So oh, like, so he it's it a is straight a, up. It's a legit steroid. It's not. Oh. Like, 
Cause now he took some... a polygraph uh-huh. and that was another funny comment that uh, DC fired back with because Jones passed the polygraph and he said, Ted Bundy passed the polygraph. Oh, nice. Ted Bundy fucking <laughs> was a serial killer and passed the polygraph, you know? It was a Seinfeld episode on passing the, the fucking polygraph. That's funny. It's not a lie if you believe it's true. Oh, yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. Good call. That's what they say. But they're still doing it under pressure, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a shame. When is she going to come back? Do we know anything about that? Is it going to be three, four years? Well, it has to be four years, right? No, I think, well, for him, all bets are off. You know, just like the first time he tested positive, he had two, two drugs that are used in post-cycle therapy. Clomiphene citrate, which is a fertility drug, lowers estrogen, boosts natural testosterone, and then another anti-estrogen. And so those are things you only take if you're coming off of testosterone, you know? And okay, so, so that's what you mean. Sorry, but, can you start that over for me? Both, both of those, yeah. So, just for the listeners, we we put like a stack, like UFC level, about a hundred fucking posters for these guys to sign, which they're doing in the background. So, if you hear some scribbling, oh, can is it yeah. too loud? No, 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 good? not at all. Okay. No, keep going, keep going. But they're they're pressed for time, so I just want to make sure, you know we will have to repeat a couple things since these guys yeah, are no doing two, yeah, I got two deals at yeah. once. Plus, um, my ADD kicks in. I'll start talking about the colors on the wall and they, the sidetrack <laughs> pretty quick. Yeah, is that Why are you laughing, mother? Or is that mushrooms? <laughs> it could is be that, that also. What's going on? No, it's definitely the ADD. Uh, ADD, 100 fights, and uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I know that works. And just being you. And just being me. But, uh, but yeah, so he tested positive for, for two things that are typically taken when you come off of testosterone to rebuild your own natural testosterone. Okay, okay. And I then, of course, they I found gotcha. a way. Now, maybe this is true. Maybe it isn't. Uh, I don't think this is the case. But they said, oh, hey, it was in a dick pill, right? So what happens when they give them, oh, when they give them the what? benefit of the doubt like that? They can reduce the sentence from the standard two years, which my buddy Tom Lawler got, to one year. That's why his original oh. sentence for that was, was cut in half. That makes sense. Now, you would say the same thing for the second round. If he's found guilty, yeah, he should get the maximum penalty. But they just said, we can now say that John Jones didn't knowingly take anything because he passed this polygraph. Oh, that's what they're well, saying? That's just oh, fucking funny business, right? Yeah. Because everyone else, if you're not the fucking goat, you get thrown to the wolves. Correct. Like Tom Lawler didn't take Osterine. I've been telling that guy to take creatine and beta alanine since we met on The Ultimate Fighter. And he's like, nah, I don't need that shit. He just uses cannabis and, and that's it. He doesn't even use fucking protein powder. Oh, wow. So for this guy to have uh, a, a shitty SARM, uh, it's like a selective androgen receptor modulator. It doesn't even work doesn't even work. So he tests positive for something that doesn't work, and then he gets the full two-year sentence. Oh, no and way. it sucks, man, because there's no way this guy took it, you know? And I know this through and through. I know, Tom. Mm. If you're going to take something, take something that works. And those are clearly the things that John Jones tested positive for were things that work. Wow. So you huh. have to have some kind of weary eye when you look at, you know, his victories, especially, um, you know, I was, I was texting Victor Conti, a guy that I had worked with on altitude training after the whole Balco thing. Obviously, he's no stranger to performance-enhancing drugs. Yes, sir. And he had mentioned that there was very curious because he was working with Margaret Goodman, who used to be the head of the Nevada State Athletic Commission. She now runs VADA, the Voluntary Anti-Doping Agency. And uh, she had said, hey, Victor, I need you to take a look at this test result and see what's going on. It was right before he fought Cormier the first time, I believe. And he had the testosterone of an 81-year-old man. Oh, wow. So, like, how is this fucking possible? He's an elite level athlete. And yeah. he was like, well, this is exact. This is textbook for somebody who's taken testosterone and jumped off. Yeah. So he jumped off to clear the test. 
and he hasn't taken anything because that would show up on a test to rebuild his natural testosterone. So his levels are literally in the tank. They're the testosterone levels of an 81-year-old man. Wow. Now, that's a red flag. If, if, if someone in the Tour de France shows up, they just call that a red flag. You didn't test positive, but we're going to make you sit for two weeks. Yep. Mm. Same thing with hematocrit. You know, if you ride in the Tour de France and your hematocrit goes above 50, even if they can't see EPO or anything else in your system, they say, well, clearly you've been augmenting your blood somehow. So we make you take two weeks off. Oh, wow. That kind of shit. But they don't do that. You know, we don't have that in the UFC. And obviously, we bend the rules a little bit for the guys we like. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's what that's, we're starting to see, uh -huh. right? Ultimately, yeah. the truth comes out. Yeah, even yeah, with, with Brock Lesnar, I think that was Mark Hunt's big gripe. Was oh. like, hey, man, you didn't make this guy go through anybody. If I came out of retirement today, I would have to go through a long period of testing before I could fight again, before yeah. I could get a camp. And obviously, they fast-forwarded that for Brock Lesnar. And mm. then, of course, he still tested positive, I think, for an inhaler. Oh, um, that's what it was? Yeah, it wasn't anything like an actual we steroid, would think uh, Brock to take. But, yeah. Right, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he had, he had some good arguments there. So. Huh. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, you think with the new U U USADA program that they would uh, find everything, right? Because I know when I'm training TJ for his fights that they're, they're at the academy quite a bit testing him. And I'm just like, really? Like, and they, they wait around. So what do they have to do? Like after the training session, his blood has to settle. So he has to wait for 30 minutes before they can actually draw the blood. Mm -hmm. uh, then they have to wait. They just, it's like an hour long process in total. So that's an hour out of your day when you already have a scheduled day. But then when they show up, it's a random show up, right? So, uh, it's kind of can cause some bumps in the schedule. That's for sure. Oh no doubt. But you think Chris Cyborg oh, also? Yeah. She uh -huh. pulled out of her dancing classes. You know, they they come straight in. Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm not a big fan of that, right? But then taking a lot of inconvenience and still it's it's a flawed system. Well, I don't know if it's flawed or not. I don't actually know enough to to give that judgment. I shouldn't say that, but yeah, I think it's I think it's a fair assessment to say it's at least huh. slightly flawed. Yeah. You know, we can't we can't bend rules for certain fighters and not for others based on right. You know what kind of draw they have or if they're, you know, if you if they're gonna make you money, we could bend the bend the rules. I That's don't think not we fair. should even test for cocaine because it's a fucking recreational drug. Mm -hmm. It's not a performance enhancement thing. Yep. But you pop positive for cocaine two weeks before the fight and you're still allowed to fight, and then they don't mention that till after the fight. Oh yeah, John tested positive for coke. It's like. Look, that's he's fucking his own self up doing that. Mm -hmm. Yep. But at the same time, like, why are we even testing it if it's not going to mean a fine or and it shouldn't be a fine. Someone's getting take paid money for that. Right. Someone's getting paid on the back end. Yeah. That's what just, that means. Just silly, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, the, the, the defense from the Atlantic Commission is uh, from the testing is, of course, going to be. Uh, well, we're there for the safety of the fighter. And if yeah. he takes cocaine, then he's not going to perform well, and he has more chance of getting hurt, and that's why we don't like it. No, it's not a performance enhancer. It's the opposite, and that's why we don't want it. You see, so they, that's what they do with weed. That's what they, like me, being high on, uh, uh, on weed, there's no way I could fight. There's no way. I'm the guy who becomes a plant, who cannot talk, who, you know, who talks, but who forgets everything. You know, so for me, I could never do that. So I, when people say, hey, you, mm -hmm. you can't fight stoned, I, no, I, I could never fight stoned. I could, but it would be funny for you guys. <laughs> I think there's a few people like the Diaz brothers. I think they have some social. And I'm not 100. You know, I don't know the exact uh, story of it all, but apparently they have some social anxiety disorders. So the weed allows them to be in more comfortable in a public scenery, right? So I believe in that, that scenario, they could possibly guys, fight yeah. better. Yeah. So I think it can help some people. It just depends on, I guess, what strand and how it affects them, what their personal issue is initially, huh? I like to see them, no matter what. Higher not fighting. I love the Diaz brothers. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, amazing. for sure. Yeah. I love those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I think uh, the main story again with that, what I was trying to say is, 
I think weed actually can help benefit their performances. Yep. Rather than others. For them, yeah, they yeah. get more. They get more recreational. They get more, you know, out of their head. Mm-hmm. They get better. I mean, for, I, I hear Eddie Bravo, right? That before yeah. they uh, have class, everybody has to take a hit. Yeah. And then they go, and they, you know, they they become very creative. I, I believe that. I truly believe that. So but I still think, for me, it's going to be like uh, I'm going to be in the corner eating. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm going to be watching you guys. When Eddie That's Bravo it. rematched uh, Hoyler, though, in the uh, what was it, the Metamoris, I think, yeah. show. Mm-hmm. He said he did not get high for that competition, though. But mm-hmm. he gets high for all his classes, but not for that competition. It was too much on the line at that time. So I thought that was interesting for him. Oh. Someone who's so a, such a proponent for marijuana to not be high for his match, that, that was an interesting uh, statement to hear from him, I thought. Huh. Yeah, there is. I mean, he talks about that in uh, Mastering the Rubber Guard book and DVD. He, I think it's in his, in his introduction to smoke weed, how it's like an important yeah. piece, dives into the legality of it and the history of marijuana. And then he talks about how it can open you up. And I think Joe Rogan said it best in that if you're going to go roll, it's a, it's a great thing to tune you in to a flow state where mm. you don't overthink your moves. You're just there in the mm-hmm. moment and in you the just moment. flow, right? Yeah, yes, sir. But if you got to learn some shit, if you're, if you're t- diving into a, a whole new it's position, with, yeah, yeah, it's hard to remember everything that you're taking in, right? So it allows yeah, you. No, to... dude, striking <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. a bong, you get a hit kick, <laughs> everything hurts. Yeah, I'm That's hungry, funny. I want to go. <laughs> like you constantly complaining, dry mouth. Your mouthpiece doesn't fit in your mouth anymore. It's so dry. It's <laughs> uh, funny. funny. But good point though, as far as if you already have the information logged in, it'll allow that to perpetuate itself, come out a bit easier, easier, right? Yep. But if you are learning something new, then to take in the information while you're high isn't the best, the best yeah. route. So that's that's a good, good analogy, a good way to think about it. That's good. I like that. If it's already programmed with a flow. If you're trying to program something, not the best recipe. Yeah. That's good to know. And you're up in Colorado, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So the first day to legalize it all. Your man just fucking won the title back. Yes. Yeah. TJ, TJ's a ninja. He's uh, he's by far the most committed athlete that I've uh, trained, that's for sure. You know, or been around. Like, he's definitely much more committed than I ever was. And I thought I was pretty committed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dwayne's very committed. Yes, sir. He, yeah, but TJ, TJ's on not another level, a couple levels above me. That, that's for sure. And there's a reason why he's the champion. And it's not just because uh, he's training in Colorado or he's training with me. It's a combination of all these things together. You can't really pinpoint one thing that's the reason why he's the champion. It's a combination of, of quite a few things and a lot of intangibles that are there. Yeah, I think it's he embodies the work work smarter, not work harder. Yeah, he's right? definitely so very intelligent. Like, I'm going to outwork my guy. opponent. I'm yeah. going to do more. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna do... And it's like, no, you don't. Like Aubrey says, don't do more, do it better. I like that. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think TJ has fucking really figured out a way to listen to his body and to know how to push himself in all mm-hmm. areas, but uh, but still to be scalable where he's not showing up to that. I mean, everyone shows up to a fight hurt, but he seems to be able to hold it together better than most. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair to say. He, uh, you know, he, all his fights, he hasn't really had major any major injuries, little bumps and bruises here and there, right? But he's definitely, again, going back to him being a very smart athlete, he's definitely very smart. And he searches out finds the right people f- for him to be around. You know, he's definitely looking for coaches to teach him, not just other you know, bodies to, to beat on. You know, he's actually yeah. looking for people who are actually a bit more educated in their fields so he can actually learn from them. So he's always learning and growing and processing and breaking things down and making notes all the time. He's definitely, he's he's a great student, for sure, a great student. But, uh, 
going back to doing things better, that's one of our philosophies in the system is quality repetition because when you practice a move, that will be ingrained. So make sure that that move that's practiced is technically correct. And now with the technique, now you have to find the timing, the distance, and accuracy. So he embodies all those aspects of a martial artist or whatever the subject is. You know, he definitely breaks it down to a learnable. And he can he can break it down where he can understand it, and then it's just repetition, repetition, repetition to, to wire the move, and then the time with the distance and accuracy again. So, um, just repeating myself, but that guy, he's he's you repeated the repetition, yeah, because that that has to happen. It's such an important thing because people think training harder, or going faster, or going harder, right? That's not the case. It's doing it smooth and correctly because smooth is beautiful, and now allow that to perpetuate itself. Yeah, Paul Cech was uh, was on the show recently. He was talking about how when he was with the uh, Army boxing team, they would have a four-hour boxing practice, and a good two hours of that would be fucking jab. Half the fucking four-hour practice would be working on the jab. And now that's obviously, there's many more layers to mixed yes. martial arts than just boxing, but you can't just glaze over the basics. Correct, that yeah, wiring the basics. Right? Yeah. We were talking about it yesterday. Your, your yellow belt, for instance, your first belt in, mm -hmm. in a system like ours we have here yes. is the most important it's probably the hardest also yes, to sir. test because that test if you fail you, you you can't you can pass the test if it's not good because that's your basics mm -hmm. those are your basics and if they're bad well the whole foundation is bad from the rest so you're going to have to know that perfectly and then the rest will be easier mm -hmm. i believe mm -hmm. than the first yellow belt all our ninja combinations and drills are just a bunch of the basics tied together, right? So again, you got to understand the basics so you, you can step forward. You can't run before you walk. So it's the same scenario, right? But again, we were just talking about that yesterday and making sure that we wire the basics because everything stems from the basics. So mastering the basics is very important. And yeah. again, on any subject, right? You can only get to that 40, 40 hit killer instinct combo when mm -hmm. each move is fucking thoughtless. That's funny you said because when TJ fought Burrell the second time, the barrage he stopped him with was a 37-piece combination. He hit him 37 times. So that's when you said, you say 40, but it was almost 40. It's 37 pieces. But Burrell can take a shot, right? Because TJ yeah, can man. crack. So for him to get hit with 37 pieces, that's, that's quite a bit. And to keep, and he never went down. He was, he was stopped up against the cage. So just random thought. Yeah, in the he's head. a savage. Yeah, for that's sure. for sure. He's definitely TJ's a rare. TJ's got dynamite. He's a rare he's human fast. being. Fast, dynamite. Weird and angles. It, the thing with that when he fought Cody, Cody is faster for sure right but he didn't have the time well tj was able to find the timing during the exchange so you know speed can be power power can be speed but what's going to make the one of those two win is the timing of each so tj has the ability to create the timing not necessarily find it but he creates the timing he's Very a ninja cool. he's that's why that's why i call him yeah he's that's and why that's he's the why champion he's got the belt and that's why he's gonna fight right? demetrius demetrius where are you at buddy Come on, Demetrius, let's make this yeah. happen. Just as a, you know, whether I'm TJ's trainer or friend or instructor or sensei or not, right? For me, just as a martial art enthusiast, I want to see that fight happen to see, you know, who truly is the best mixed martial artist. Because as far as human evolution and just history in general, these are the two that are at the highest peak of martial arts evolution. We have to see them fight just to see, just for the pure entertainment standpoint, just for the evolutionary standpoint, I want to see them fight. I think that's a fight every fan wants to see, mm -hmm. and it's also important for both of them because uh -huh. they both for the legacy they're both sure. masters of their division mm -hmm. you know tj's won the belt multiple times demetrius is one of the most decorated fighters in the history of the sport and there's you could argue that there's still a couple more fights in the division for each of them but the point is like only for tj and no, i don't yeah, think for demetrius well except for benavides but he's been out and there's no there's no harm in fighting one another mm -hmm. you know even if tj was to lose to a guy in a lower weight class it's demetrius fucking johnson mm -hmm. right yep. and if dj loses he's going up in weight so there's well no 
TJ's going to go down to 25. No shit. Correct, yeah. Wow. Ooh, yeah. I thought they were going to do a catch. No, we're, we're fighting for oh, weird. You know better than I TJ's, do. TJ's, so. yeah. We're challenging for Demetrius's belt. Wow. Yeah, so the title is on the line. All yeah. right, I retract that statement. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to lose. TJ, he's, 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 he's not a... He can make it? Yeah, he's not a big 35-er. He, wa- he has to eat and lift to, to be at 50, to, walk, okay. to cut to 35. If he wasn't lifting and eating ex- you know, excess calories, he'd be probably mid-40s. Yeah. Oh. So he can make 25. Yeah, he's not a big 35er. Ooh, that makes it so much more juicy. Right, yeah, that's why we're, you know, we got to make wow. this happen. Yeah. That's the move. Mm-hmm. That's the move, that's yeah. The move. Connor, Connor's out, so yeah. who's that next superstar that next, can hold two belts yeah, at the same it's time? It's TJ. TJ, right? can, he can beat Demetrius, that's for sure. 100%. Oh, I want to yeah. see that. that Me as well. We all want to see that. Yeah. yeah. No, I do. I am definitely excited for that fight. Yeah. Hopefully it comes through. Boss, what are you working on now? A TV show. Uh, Kevin can wait on uh, CBS tomorrow, Monday Monday nights at 8 o'clock on CBS. Uh, this week I'm in again. So, yeah, check it out. It's, it's, it's one my, my dream job. It's literally a job that I, 20 years ago when I arrived here, people asked me why I'm in America. And I was talking about movies, doing something in the movies, whether it's acting or being a stunt go- guy or fight choreographer, you know, doing something. Because I used to do comedy martial arts in Holland for TV. And then he said, well, what's your dream job? I said, TV. I would like to do TV. He said, you... TV. I go, yeah, it's a bigger medium. You reach more people. I think it's would be great. What kind of show? You want a badass show? I said, no. I would like to be on America's sitcom. I just want to do comedy. <laughs> you know? Are you serious? I go, yeah, I'm serious. I would love to. And now, last year, I went on the show, did four episodes. They loved it. And this year, I've been shooting with them. And what's the name of the show again? Kevin Ken Waits. With Kevin James, uh, Leah Remini. I was going to say, it it's, yeah, it's got to be with Kevin James, right? This yeah. This a buddy of yours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an old, uh, I'm an old, uh, I'm a neighbor of his, Rutger is my name, Rutger van der Kamp. Really weird guy, not the sharpest knife in the drawer, you know, but it's really funny because all the translation things we have from from Holland into English and the other way around. So that messes a lot of up. Plus, I'm not the smartest guy. It's really funny as well. It's uh, I love it, man. It's really my, uh, it's, it's the best job there is. It really is. The times, working, going to the, you know, the people there. There's not one negative person. It's very hard to find a place where you work with not one negative person. Everybody's happy. Yeah, I go, I go happy to work every day. That's cool. Yeah, it seems like you got the right people around you too. Because I've I've done some things not on TV, but working with Hollywood actors, it's not the most enjoyable experience in yeah. my in my experience. But being around comedians is a fucking whole different animal. You know, Kevin James being a comedian, I'm sure he's surrounded himself with really like-minded, fun people to make the experience enjoyable. It's it's a constant... Kevin is the guy who's... You have a lot of different comedians, right? You have the comedians who are up and down and up and down. So, well, of course, they're very, they're, you know, they're mentally mm. unstable. You have that a lot. Uh, he is always on. He is what you see is what you get. So when you see him on stage doing his comedy, he's like that in real life. He'll see everything. He'll see a joke in everything. Mm. He sees that, oh, boom. And his, they have another joke. And this, and that's funny, that's funny. And they just pop out the whole time. And if you see guys like that, the writers write... And how fast they are, it's, it's a whole different level. Because sometimes you go, oh, no, I, got a, I got a nice joke. What about if I say this? And then everybody just looks at me and I go, yeah, it's not that good. I got that. You know, it's, it's really a job. You realize, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't try to be like them. Because it's like, it's like him trying to suddenly come over and say, hey, yeah, let's, let's fight, boss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's my thing. And that's, but it, it's really unreal. For instance, there's a, still that a joke, uh, imagine a, a joke doesn't work. You say a certain line. 
You know, I don't like this line. Now, there's a writer in front of me who says, okay, so just say this and this and this. I don't like it either. What about this and this and this and this? It's like he has 10 lines, 10 responses oh, already wow. lined up in his head. He, it's not like he looks at me and goes, okay, uh, let me think. What, um, what about, it's not like that. It come out in a second. I said, no, I don't like that. Blah, 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 this one. No, what about this one? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, how can you do that? It's, it's, yeah, it's like it's a too pit, fast. pitcher on the mound shakes his head no, and then the catcher's already got the next sign for him of whatever's yeah. coming yeah, next down the, down the pipe. All right, throw this pitch. Yeah. Nope, don't like that. Throw this good pitch. Analogy. Hell yeah. It's and, cool. It's and, so and cool. Combos. Yep. That's good. And it's just what we do in fighting. That's what they do in that. Mm-hmm. And everything needs to be fitting because you look at the script. No, I already said that there. You know, and I said two. Oh, we have two words with the same ah, words, and, and everything needs to be. People have no clue. If you look at a sitcom, why do you think the reruns with Friends and all these shows are there? Because the, pretty much everything you say is funny. People just don't realize it at the moment they're watching because it's so much information. Mm. But when you read the script for the first time when they send it to you. I'm constantly laughing. I mean, there's a joke. That's a joke. I mean, it's packed with jokes, but you just don't... Some jokes people don't pick up, mm-hmm. but they pick it up in the rerun. Mm-hmm. And that's why people like to watch the shows again. Ah. Oh, wait, I didn't realize that the first time. Oh, that's what he meant with that. You know? and that's why I'm laughing Be- before I go to sleep. There's many times when I talk to my wife before I go to sleep, but I'm, I'm crying laughing because the things they write, <laughs> it is so funny, and I can't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, And it's so hard. There's some scenes... Like last last um, Monday, I had a scene in where we fake uh, this. We, we get uh, somebody's listening to us on a listening device, and we know this now. So we have scripts made for us, and then we follow the script. We get, we're going to set that person up, right? So he gives me the script and says Rutger. So he says uh, Rutger. Yes, I like that very much. But I I say Rutger, the name for it. And so he thinks he says you don't have to say Rutger. Because you're Rutger. You know, he said, yeah, but why did you write it then? You know, and you get all these <laughs> the silly stuff. Such a funny situations. And there's this one moment when I say, uh, Rutger, that's right, Rutger exits. <laughs> and he goes, get out of there. <laughs> so while I go away, you see me go away, and here you see already the smile. Oh, I yeah. just realized that it's very hard for me not to laugh in that scene. <laughs> but you have to forget the straight face. But when I saw the scene and I saw myself turning away, I saw in the very end a little smirk on my face, like really for a split second. So I was happy that they sent me out of that scene, so to say. But that's the oh, hardest they thing, pull that not scene to laugh. Out? They pull that scene out? No, 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 oh. the scene is in. I, I can actually show you in a bit if you want. It's on, on the phone. I, uh, a sneak preview? It's sneak hilarious. Preview. No, no, it was last Monday. Otherwise, I wouldn't oh, okay. have talked about, okay. about it. Yeah, because oh, gotcha. otherwise you give it away. I don't want to give it away. Can't give it away the jokes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I know this Monday is going to be fun too, but yeah. Yeah, it was interesting you say that though. There's so many jokes in the in the scene that you don't catch it until you watch it multiple times. And I yeah. find that with songs, like, oh, that's what he's saying in the song, an old song from like ten years ago. Like, oh, that's what he was saying. Go ahead, sorry. No, that's I went a, yeah. to. I was driving this a long time ago. Sunday, I said, <laughs> "I'm gonna give you every inch of my love." I, yeah, yeah. I never knew what that meant uh. until I sang it like that on Inside MMA, and I go, and Kenny looks at me. I said, "You know what? I was in the car driving over, and I heard that line." I never yeah. knew what it meant. Now I know what it means. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> but what are we like? Yeah, yeah. Right? Now I look like a complete psycho. Right? <laughs> you remember that line? Yeah. No, no, That's the line that sticks out and replays That's over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you every inch of my love. Okay. Got it. Now we know what they're... Hey. <laughs> what are you giggling over there for? <laughs> So That's are you, good. boss? Are you were obviously you're still traveling. You're doing seminars and things like that, teaching your programming. Yep. Um, 
do you work with fighters still or is that something that can be done sparingly or, or it's sparingly ever? yeah because of the work now mm -hmm. you know i'm like uh three weeks uh in uh, new york shooting and i go one week or maybe sometimes two weeks home then back two weeks one week home three weeks back you know like so constantly back and forth so it's hard i teach in my gym at my gym uh monday uh, tuesdays and thursdays at six o'clock if i'm there Okay. So when I travel, I, yeah, I simply can't do it. What I do do is that some people sometimes come from a different country and they would like to just, they're on a holiday or vacation and they would like to train and that, that I, I do. But if somebody just lives in the neighborhood and for private classes, I, I'm steering away from it because I'm too busy now. Yeah. I forget that. Kevin James is a New York guy. Most people that are shooting, you know, anything for TV, it's done in LA, which yep. you're from, right? So you get to travel across coast to get the work done. Yeah, that was the thing, and, and thankfully for him, because they wanted to do the show, and they said, we want to do it in California. He said, I can't. I just moved back here to Long Island, and uh, my mother lives here, and he wants oh, to Oh, shit, I, I had it reversed. Yep. Okay, so no, you're, no, going, no. you're going yeah. to L.A. from New York then? Um, so I, from L.A., I go to New York to film there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, that's so, how I had it the first one. Okay, All right. yep. Now I'm confusing so you're right. everyone listening. No, right. no, you're right, you're right. Kevin but, James just moved back to the East Coast. East Coast. Okay. He's at the East Coast. He lives okay. in Long Island. Yep. Okay. I thought you would just move back to Long Island. That's where I got. Oh no 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 no! But <laughs> next year, you know, if the if it didn't get. I just up. fucking scrambled everyone's brain right now. But yeah, you're in LA still. That's where your gym is. And yep. You travel out to New York to do to do the show. That's it. That's what Very I'm cool. doing. Yep. Yep. Westlake Village. I live uh, 35 miles up north from uh, Los Angeles. You know, beautiful area. Yeah, it's, really it's beautiful. Nice. Yeah. It's <clears> nice week. to be to be that far out of town. Because it's, it's a clusterfuck every time I'm in L.A. It is. I try to stay wherever I'm at, whether it's Venice or... I, I, don't, I don't try to leave that town. I mm -hmm. try to stay in that one little pocket mm -hmm. as much as I can until I go to the airport. I do, it, too. It is, it is absolutely mind-boggling how much worse traffic has become there in the last five years. Here, the, the freeways here, right? We were looking at... The freeways here in Austin or just Texas in general are a little bit confusing. The, well, yeah, they but, just but have three cool fucking though, lanes. That's yeah. the issue with traffic yeah. is that there's not many lanes. You know, yeah, but like, they have stacked upon among, uh, among each other, you know, like in, 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 in Japan. Like when you go to Tokyo, yeah. you get the freeways on the top and you get the bottom on the bottom freeways. You know, mm -hmm. so I like that. That's a smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe that should start happening in... Uh, in L.A. as well, with the yeah. 101, Stacking. 405, it's a nightmare. Well, they can't keep making them wider, so right. they probably no, will have to have start going up. Yeah, you know? two lanes, up, stack yep. them. Indeed. So what do you got going on? How, how have you been? I've been great, man. Uh, let's see. Got the little guy. He's two and a half years old, nice. which is an absolute handful. Uh, What's his name? Bear. 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 And our dog's name is Il Wapo. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> what kind of dog? He's oh. half, half Chihuahua, half Shih Tzu. Oh, we got him from a Mexican family. So even though we were paying homage to you, it's much more because of a Spanish name that describes him. He okay. is fucking very handsome. Oh. <laughs> He's very handsome. Oh, but yeah, funny. Yeah, we, we just moved out here in September, started working with Onnit. I get to do all sorts of cool shit. So I'm like the human guinea pig here. Get to test out and try out all sorts of new stuff for biohacks. Uh, different protocols, fasting, just you name it. But I'm, I'm glued to all that stuff. Anything that can help repair the brain, which is an issue for guys like us. Yep. Uh, we had Dr. Dan Engel on, who wrote the concussion repair manual. Fantastic. Can work. I pause you? What yeah. are some of the things to repair the brain then? I'm interested in this. Well, what I thought was cool was there's a lot of things that I had done in that book that I didn't know had anything to do with the brain. So like flo floating, for example. Mm -hmm. I was using it for meditation and uh, altered states of consciousness with mm -hmm. uh, some microdoses of other substances. And uh, it's fantastic for that. But at the same time, it's also incredibly healing for the brain. Okay. And it works on kind of resetting that 
glutamate excitatory pathway into the GABA rest and digest parasympathetic pathway. So the more calm we are, in a way, and one of the reasons you want to do meditation is so you can have that waking peace in your consciousness and the little things don't get to you. I find that very evident with floating. And because there's no outside stimulus coming in, not only does that mm. free up space for the brain to go within, but it frees up space for the brain to fucking relax, for the yep. brain to heal. You know, And uh, there's quite a few techniques in there. Trans transcranial direct stimulation. Uh, DARPA uses this with the military. It's where they train snipers for the mm -hmm. first time. They took a reporter, a female, who had never fired a sniper rifle, and she was three of three, three, three kills out of 20, and just pure panic, like thought she was in a war zone through the simulation. They hooked her up to the transcranial stem, and she went 20 for 20, and she's like, why did you guys stop it? Wow. And they were like, what do you mean, why did we stop it? That was What is it that can minutes. take us through what the procedure? So it, what you basically it? hook up these... Um, Radiolab did a piece on it three years ago called Nine Volt Nirvana. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of gamers in the video gaming community that are making this shit on their own with no, there's no gauge on it. So right, it can yeah. fuck people up. But if you buy a good device, they're only 150 bucks. And you basically plug these electrodes onto your skull. Hmm. You wrap something around it. And you turn on this, these nine volt batteries. And they, the good ones will cap it at 2.1 milliamps. We basically are sending direct current electricity through your brain. And so they say, uh, you know, as they study the brain, neurons that fire together, wire together. So if you can set them at different points on your brain, you'll be sending electricity through there. That ramps everything up. That ramps up neuronal activity. It can create new pathways and new connectivity. So if you've taken some damage to the frontal brain, you know, from, from some head, head kicks and shit like that, or um, if you just want to improve things, you know, you can put these in different parts. You can use it for learning a second language music uh coordination like balance and things like that or or quiet <laughs> <laughs> you know we, we want to i've been talking with aubrey we want to include some technological pieces that we white label and sell through on it.com not quite yet but uh, the one i use is um apex device apex okay. and it's 150 bucks you can get it on amazon worth every penny they have a whole mode for depression and anxiety they have all the different ways you can learn and they just show these montages online so you like this is where i'm going to put it on my head the the and, the and, and the you black. really feel you feel the difference there's no doubt there's how no often doubt. are you, now, are you I was, using it i was using this i did it every day twice a day for 28 days straight one lunar cycle and then now i'll do it three to five days a week one lunar cycle how long is that 28 days okay okay so you're saying sorry yeah. now when you put it on how long do you wear it you can do 20 to 40 minutes. You can even go longer, but if you're doing it a couple times a day, just... And what do you need to do at that moment? You nice, do your yeah. normal work? Whatever you're you doing. Meditate? So if I used it for <clears throat> depression and anxiety, I would meditate with it mm -hmm. because that's, that's the goal is deep inner peace, right? If I wanted to learn, a, a, if I was using like for language learning and memory recall, I would put on Duolingo, which is a free app for language learning, and I'd learn Spanish. And that's where I was like, fuck, this is no joke. I hadn't done Spanish in a year. And now I, I wasn't getting a single answer wrong. Like huh. instantaneously, fucking 100% right. Now you can wear it and, and be... In you're not going to wear it while you're or sparring no. or something like that. Yeah. Well, because you got to hold this thing on you. Okay. So if I'm doing like... I've done it with balance on an Indo board. Okay. Which looks kind of like a, a surfboard. Mm -hmm. You know, and you can do balance training like that. So I can hold that thing in my hand. I'm not going to fly off it because I have enough experience with it. If I need to, I just put one piece down kind of like you would you would stop on a skateboard mm -hmm. yeah. so then then I, I know i'm not gonna eat shit on that because i've built up to a level of of you know i'm not gonna get hurt on top of that thing but if i can hold that in my hand while i balance on it 
again same mm. same kind of same kind of results like just absolute mastery of the skill oh i'm gonna have to look into that a bit more sorry i'm gonna be 50 questions on that it's, that's interesting though. no it's cool and yeah. those are just those are just two pieces i mean he had so many in that book where i was like fuck and when i interviewed him i was talking about how like this isn't just something like you don't have to is his it's titled appropriately the concussion repair manual but you don't have to have had a concussion so yeah that's the need point, to read yeah. that like you could have a normal waking brain and still improve cognitive function which Everyone and their fucking mom wants to have a better yeah. brain, right? Yeah. We want to have better working memory. We don't want to have brain fog. We don't want to hit the wall at 2 or 3 p.m. And these are techniques that can give us that. Yeah. You know, these are ways we can hack consciousness legally that boosts legally. Hyperbaric oxygen was a big one, too, for healing the brain. Okay. Tim Ferriss has talked quite a bit about that. I'm going to have to get into this. Could you, if you don't mind, could you text me that? Yeah, the, the yeah that sure. would be great. Yeah, sure. for yeah. sure. I'll see if we have a couple copies laying around too. We might be able to do it. would be great. And nice. Give me the name, which one you use, whatever. We'll, I'll get one. Ever since I fought, so I fought Ramon Deckers in Japan. Well, I didn't fight Ramon Deckers. I attended one of his seminars in Japan, is what I should say. But uh, we had a scheduled bout, but it turned out to be a seminar, right? He just beat me up in the ring. But after the fight, I go back and I sit down and uh, my trainer tells me something. And I was like, and he says, yeah, like you just fought Ramon Deckers. I was like, I did? I had no clue. I just fought that I was in Japan. I fought Ramon Deckers just 10 minutes ago. And I was like, really? How did I do? Like, you lost. I was like, <laughs> all right. This and is then, making more wow. sense now. 10 seconds go by. <laughs> yeah. I fought Ramon Deckers yet, right? I did not remember it at all. I kept asking because I had a concussion, right? So I had no idea. And I looked at my wife and then she's looking scared. And then once I seen her, like she was scared for me, then it just made everything like, click back together, right? But for those however long it was that i was out of it i'm pre pretty sure some wires did not reconnect you know so i'm fascinated yeah. and, and then of course having so many fights and sparring matches i'd like to make sure my brain is wired back to square one if yeah that's so exactly why which is why i hooked up with the with, uh on it in the first place for the alpha brain right and mm -hmm. the healthy fats and the oils so all that to make sure i'm just as healthy as i can be to be here for my family and my students and make sure i'm teaching and prolonging the system and raising a good healthy happy family so health is health is first health is so yeah. important yeah no, they yeah. just asked me, and I did this interview for Fox in Holland uh, about the career because there was never a really big Dutch piece out there, and they uh, they were talking about you know if the the first UFCs, you know, with yeah. the teeth flying out, and and they go, they asked me, do you want to be? A, I said no. If the referee can step in, why would I want to do this? I have a family that I love, you know. It's, I mean, there's always the guys we saw with Pat Smith like knock somebody out, and then they give him like six more elbows. You remember the blood came up when he drew back his elbow <coughs> it was crazy it was too violent i said if the referee can step in yeah then i would love to do it so and and there was this moment when my nose um i broke my nose in the fight with randleman was that and and i never believed the nose bone into the brain story mm -hmm. right it's mm -hmm. it's a myth it's just made up for movies so but the day before or on the day was one of the two it was like somebody was playing with me i um somebody told me but if your nose is broke already then it can happen. I go, really? Yeah. Mm. So now I'm in the fight and my nose is broke. So the John McCarthy <laughs> asked me, hey, do your nose broke? You want to continue? So I look at John and I say, do you believe that nose bone to the brain thing? And, ah. he goes, <laughs> and he goes, no. I said, okay, I'll fight. Ah. You know? <clears throat> but I had to ask him. And then the interviewer in Holland said, what if he would have said that it could happen? I said, I would have stopped the fight. Wow. And so you would have stopped the fight. I said, yeah, if there's a chance that I die, I'm not like the other guys. I want to die in the ring mm -hmm. of the cage. I said, I have a family at home that I love very much. I like to live. I like to be 100 years old. If there's a moment that I can lose my life, I'm not going to take the risk. And he goes, wow. 
I say, yeah, but that, that's what people can think. Mm -hmm. They all, it's a lot of brass for people to say it. It's a very easy thing to say it, that you will rather die in the cage. But I go, really think easy about this. Say, yeah. You know, if you have a family, I don't think you should die there. Yeah, I fought in Nottingham, and half my face was, was caved in from an orbital blowout and my left eyebrow oh, wow. fracture. And so in between the second and third round, I'd, I'd lost the first brutally, you know, flash KO'd, face fractured, win the second round. And I'm all about the third round. And they look at me in between rounds and they're like, hey, do you want to continue? And I'm like, yeah, let's fucking go. I'm fucking winning. Let's go. And uh, they're like, okay, open your eye. And I couldn't open my eye. It had already swollen shut. So, you know, my sister laughed at me because I was like, is it open? And I'm trying as hard as I can to open my left eye. Yeah. And uh, they end up stopping the fight. Yep. And so right then I was so fucking devastated that they stopped the fight. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I'm like, I could have lost a fucking eyeball right. if that guy hit me again in that soft ass Art, the orbital's not supporting anything anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose my fucking eye for a fight. Yeah. It's not worth it. It makes no sense. Why would you? Yeah. So just just stop. But, you know, that's our, a little bit of an ego is in there that for also sure. no doubt. still wants to do it. No doubt. But if you really put it in perspective and say, okay, this can happen, this can happen, stop. And especially depth. You know, if you're one eye, you, your, your depth is completely gone. I mean, he's going to hit you even more now. You know, we're looking with one eye. And if you never trained for that, yes, sir. not a good thing. Yeah. Yep, yeah, you're not you're not fighting anymore. You're not sparring anymore. You're not doing shit with one there's eye. A, there's a long you way. You can't fly off. an airplane. You can't do a lot of oh, things. That's with right. One eye, yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, who? Yeah. It was when I fought Genki Sudo, my first UFC fight, he had an injury to the the orbital as well. So he had to stay. I remember he had to stay in Miami. They wouldn't fly him out because he had to stay mm. for whatever the reason is the pressure and the ice yeah. Koscheck had to yeah. do the same. Thankfully, uh -huh. I was able to fly home from Nottingham, England, but Koscheck had to had to be. I was, I was on that same card with you. They, they drove I was on that same card, Buffalo, actually. Right? After the GSP yeah. fight. You were oh, on that. That was a yeah. fucking great yeah. fight. Well, I, my, knee, I, my, no, my fight, my knee blew out. I got my knee blown out on an outside trip. Knee blew out. So it was my last fight, actually. That was on the same card with you. That's interesting. Mm. But uh, yeah, th then I was like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to teach now. It's much easier. Get to eat what I want. Don't get punched in the face no more. This is nice. Yeah, but if for you, it is, this, is, this is what you're supposed to do, I think. I think so as well. This, yeah, you, fighting is there, but this is, you really love it. He's 100% yeah, invested. Not 99, 100. Yes, sir. Thank you know, you. and it, yeah, I think, and, and shows, and you see what he does with uh, people. I've it's had good instructions. Lives. Yeah, you have, brother. Sure. The fucking, yes, the, the right lineage. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud and honored, definitely, to, to carry on the torch, that's for sure. I, I take it with pride. Yeah, but I love it, what, you, what you're what you doing with it. You know, he takes all the basics, everything we do, and then he starts, you know, suddenly starts flipping chants. It was uh, stances. Like, for instance, I was talking about it. I've been always just one stance, and I, I fight like that. And, you know, then I see Dwayne we, we starts the, the whole system, and suddenly you start switching stances. Now, I've been teaching him, but now now it's going, I, I, it's really working. Okay, now my students start doing it too, you see? So I bring that back. So now it's like this give and take thing, and, 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 and that's the best. It's just the best. And I'm seeing somebody to, who really thinks about it. I thought I was always completely invested, but this guy takes mm, it well, to a whole new level. Thank so you, sir. Really good. I'm proud. I'm proud <laughs> I love today. it. Yeah, that's Hell I'm yeah, proud, that's for sure. Well, I know you guys got to jam to the airport. Sir. Thank you very much. For Thank you. Two Thank absolute you, masters Oof. of craft. Just, uh, Thank you very much obsessed, for joining I guess. us. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you. Thank you on it. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in to the On It podcast with El Wapo, Boss Rutan, and Bang, Dwayne Ludwig. We had a great time. Uh, these guys come through on it. Fairly decently often. I don't want to say they're here all the time, but you know, at least once or twice a year. And we'll definitely be running these guys back just to catch up with them, hear what they're up to. Um, 
Make sure you leave us a five-star review so more people can get tuned into this great podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. All right, guys, you've got questions. I've got answers. Every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Time, I'm going to be on Onnit's main page on Facebook doing a Facebook Live Q&A. The Facebook Live Q&A runs for 30 minutes. If you can't make it at 6 p.m. Central Time, all you have to do is write in your questions, and I'll be sure to get those answered for you, either by writing it or talking about it on the Facebook Live, which you can check out at any point in time after the show airs. But be sure to tune in live if you can. We're going to get a lot of information rounded out, talking about the podcast, talking about different health topics, and I think you'll enjoy it.